Hello, and welcome to Mind Your Own Quizness. I'm your host, Morgan Burns. Let's meet our three contestants. Our first contestant is Will. How are you doing, Will? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you, Morgan? I'm doing pretty well. So the fun fact I brought today is about the uh, birth of the printing industry and uh, what drove the printing industry, like what the cash cow was that kept all these printing presses in business back in like the early Renaissance was actually indulgences, like printed indulgences, like the kind Martin Luther complained about, which is funny because Martin Luther then made a name for himself using the printing presses that were funded by the indulgences he was railing against. Before you told me that, I always assumed it was Bibles. Yeah, Bibles were expensive. Church paid for indulgences. They could do a lot of them. Our next contestant is Hank or Henry. I usually call you Henry, but I see yeah. your your name is Hank on Zoom. Yeah, so. I actually don't know how that happened. It, I changed that. I'm not sure when. I'm not sure what Zoom I got labeled as Hank recently, but that's how it's been for a while. My fun fact is that though in Europe and North America, we generally don't like to eat bugs, there's an ingredient that's in most chocolate that comes from a small insect, a beetle, I think, that's called confectioner's glaze. And it's basically corn syrup can make chocolates a little bit shiny, but uh, confectioner's glaze is basically what makes candies and chocolates have that shine on them. The difference between sort of an all-natural organic chocolate-covered almond or peanut compared to the, the like more generic one that has that shine on the outside, that shine actually comes from an insect. Wow, cool. I've heard of the bugs that they use for coloring. Yeah. I didn't know there was another one for shine. Yeah, it's a little bit more commonly known, but it seems like we got a lot of bugs in our candy. I, I never liked chocolate, even from a young age. And I, now I really don't like chocolate. Now I'm not, not going to ever like it's it. Not again. so much in, so in you, like Henry. a chocolate bar, but when some, like when there's a chocolate glaze on the outside of something. I was going to ask if that makes it not vegan, but then it's probably milk chocolate most of the time anyway. So, Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be back. I guess my fun fact for you all is I'm a musician, so I'm going to do some music geeking out right now. The song, the single from 1977 by Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill, is uncommonly in a 7-4 time signature, even though it doesn't feel that way. So it's in an odd time signature and gives it some body to it. It gives it some urgency. Furthermore, the percussionist or the drummer of Peter Gabriel's group played that song with a shaker and taking a drumstick and hitting a phone book. And if you look on the Wikipedia page of the song Salisbury Hill and you look at the drummer, it says drums, shaker and phone book. So that's he's hitting a phone book and they recorded that. So, wow. Was that in addition to a normal drum set or was that all of the percussion was just uh, the, uh, the phone book? and most, the shaker? Yeah, most of the song is just a shaker and then he's hitting a phone book with a drumstick at the other hand. So wow. <laughs> that's what he did. Alan Schwartzberg, I believe the name was. That's cool. I have to listen to that song again. All right, let's get started because this is episode six. The theme for the first question is six. Jenna Von Oy played six, the best friend of the teenage title character on what sitcom that ran from 1991 to 1995? Can you repeat that, please, Morgan? Jenna Von Oy played six, the best friend of the teenage title character on what sitcom that ran from 1991 to 1995? Question two. On this day, March 22nd, 1997, what 14-year-old American beat Michelle Kwan by half a point and became the youngest ever women's world figure skating champion? Question three. Flood in 1990 
and Here Comes Science in 2009 are two albums by what band whose four-word name seems to reference what Don Quixote was thinking while tilting at windmills? Question four. The two longest rivers in Asia are both entirely contained within China. What is the third longest river in Asia? It flows from Tibet to the South China Sea and passes through six countries. Question five. One of the actors in Terminator 2, Judgment Day, shares their last name with what unit of measurement equal to 660 feet? Can you repeat that, please, Morgan? One of the actors in Terminator 2, Judgment Day, shares their last name with what unit of measurement equal to 660 feet? So I'm just looking for the unit of measurement. Okay, let's go over the first five answers. Question one. Jenna Von Oy played Six, the best friend of the teenage title character on what sitcom that ran from 1991 to 1995? Will? I went with Blossom. Ben? I went with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Henry? Boy Meets World. Blossom is correct. Will gets a point. Oh, Ooh. I've never heard of Blossom. Really? That's where... Um... I am Bialik got started, the yes. girlfriend from How I Met Your Mother. No, not How I Met Your Mother. What's that show? The one with the nerds? Um, Big, Bang Big Bang Theory. Theory. Oh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang yes. Theory. I haven't seen either. Of, I haven't seen that either. So I got to uh, watch more sitcoms. Do yourself a favor and keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I just made a lot of enemies, I think. I hope not. Uh, probably not. I think no, not, not who's listening I, to this podcast. I think podcast. we're all good. <laughs> Question two. On March 22nd, 1997, what 14-year-old American beat Michelle Kwan by half a point and became the youngest ever women's world figure skating champion? Ben? I said Tara Lipinski. Henry? Tanya Harding. Will? I also went with Tanya Harding. It's Tara Lipinski. Ben gets the point. Tara Lipinski was featured on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I believe so. I <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't remember that. I... Probably saw that episode. I just, at the time, I couldn't tell the difference between her and Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Question three. Flood in 1990 and Here Comes Science in 2009 are two albums by what band whose four-word name seems to reference what Don Quixote was thinking while tilting at windmills? Henry? They might be giants. Will? They might be giants. Ben? They might be giants. That is correct. Everybody gets a point. They might be giants. Oh. Question four. The two longest rivers in Asia are both entirely contained within China. What is the third longest river in Asia? It flows from Tibet to the South China Sea and passes through six countries. Will? Put the Mekong. Ben? I also put the Mekong. Henry? Mekong. Mekong is correct. Everybody gets a point. And question five, one of the actors in Terminator 2 Judgment Day shares their last name with what unit of measurement equal to 660 feet? Ben? I put a furlong. Can you say that again? Oh, sorry, a uh, furlong. Henry? Fathom. Will? I put a furlong. Furlong is correct. Will and Ben get the point. Yeah, it was Edward Furlong who played the young John Connor, I believe, right? That's correct. I had a feeling it was him, but I could not remember his name, so I just came up with a random measurement. <laughs> I did not know the actor, but I do love archaic measurements. Oh. <laughs> it's a hobby. <laughs> um, I, I, was, I was just thinking about the liquid metal 
Terminator that could just like melt and then like reappear into stuff. I was just thinking about that guy. Yeah, that was that was the coolest thing ever. That was is still that is the cool. Yeah, I just it still is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I look at CGI today that's supposed to be state of the art, and I think mm. yeah, this stuff looks like a marginal improvement over Terminator Two. I can see where things have gotten a little bit better, but nothing. Yeah. Well, well, that both that and the abyss are mm. examples of it working well really early on because it's it's a subject that lends itself really well mm -hmm. to CGI as well as part of that liquid metal or just water is is a little, like kind of an uncomplicated texture and it's just like it's naturally smooth. That's fair, yeah. Although then there's Jurassic Park, which also worked really well. Yeah. yeah. Great is... music in Jurassic Park, too. Oh, yeah. Amazing music. Oh, you noticed. John Avatar Williams is legend. Um, I mean, the, the score for Avatar with James Horner, RIP James Horner, but that score is amazing, too, for Avatar. Yeah. So. I've never seen Avatar. Oh, it's, I wasn't that into it. I just remember thinking that the, uh, the special effects just looked like a marginal improvement over... Terminator Probably 2 and Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's like marginal, yeah. I see where it's better. I get that. But people are talking about it like the special effects are the greatest thing ever. And it's like this, like they, people did stuff close to this 20 years ago. I guess. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed the, the way 3D was used because that company Real D, they focused a lot on having the 3D animation be in the periphery of the frame mm. rather than okay. something that like zooms out at you to immerse you in the world. And with nice. all this technicolor psychedelic flowering alien plants in Avatar, I, I really enjoyed that aspect because when you were discovering that world, there was things going on in the edge of your vision. So I definitely enjoyed the theatrical experience of that movie, but there's- it's fair. Yeah. Not an amazing piece of filmmaking, really. Yeah. Well, we're getting Avatar 2 allegedly in 2022, 13 years after the first. You got to give it time for the excitement to build up. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the first quarter, Will has four points, Ben has four points, Henry has two points. Question six An alliterative two word phrase that expresses astonishment references what biblical king of Judah? who had a father named Asa and a son named Jehoram. Can you repeat that one, please, Morgan? An alliterative two-word phrase that expresses astonishment references what biblical king of Judah who had a father named Asa and a son named Jehoram. Question seven. The big three educational publishers are Pearson, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, and what New York-based publisher? The publisher happens to share its name with the two last names of a couple of country singers who got married in 1996. However, the singers are unaffiliated with the publisher. Question eight. Originating in Buenos Aires and Montevideo in the late 19th century, what style of dance and music that includes songs like Hernando's Hideaway is a word in the NATO phonetic alphabet? Question nine. Lapsang Sushong, Pu'er, and Sencha are three varieties of what potable product? Can you repeat that one? Lapsang Sushong, Pu'er, and Sencha are three varieties of what potable product? Question 10. Professor Pangloss teaches the optimistic protagonist that we live in the best of all possible worlds in what 1759 French novel? Oh, can you repeat that please, Morgan? Professor Pangloss teaches the optimistic protagonist that we live in the best of all possible worlds in what 1759 French novel? Oh, and 
I forgot to mention earlier, uh, if you think that a question is too hard and stumped everybody, you can say stumper. And if everybody gets it wrong, you get a point. But if anybody gets it right, you lose a point. Let's go over the answers. Question six, an alliterative two-word phrase that expresses astonishment references what biblical king of Judah who had a father named Asa and a son named Jehoram? Henry. Jumpin' Jehoshaphat. Will. Jumpin' Jehoshaphat. Ben. Jumping Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is correct. Everybody gets the point. Question seven. The big three educational publishers are Pearson, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, and what New York-based publisher? The publisher happens to share its name with the two last names of a couple of country singers who got married in 1996. However, the singers are unaffiliated with the publisher. Will. I went with Stumper. Ben. The only thing I could think of was Simon and Schuster. Henry. I also put Simon and Schuster, which I also don't feel confident about. <laughs> All right. Will gets the point. It's oh. McGraw Hill. Uh, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> McGraw and Faith Hill. Oh, of course. Of course. I've had so many textbooks from them. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah, this was pointed out to me by Emily, who said that when she was a kid, she just thought it was a, a publisher that they owned. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Maybe they do own it. We just don't know. <laughs> they, I, I had to check for the question. They, they don't. They might be distantly related to the owners, but the founders. Oh. Um, oh, man. Question eight. Originating in Buenos Aires and Montevideo in the late 19th century, what style of dance and music that includes songs like Hernando's Hideaway is a word in the NATO phonetic alphabet? Ben. That would be tango. Henry. Tango. Will. Tango. Tango is correct. Everybody gets the point. Question nine. Lapsang Sushong, Puer, and Sencha are three varieties of what potable product? Henry? Tea. Will. Tea. Ben. I put tea as well. Tea is correct. Everybody gets the point. Spill the tea. Yes. And question <laughs> 10. Uh, Professor Pangloss teaches the optimistic protagonist that we live in the best of all possible worlds in what 1759 French novel? Will? Oh, I have no idea. I went with Stumper. Ben? Yeah, I kept thinking and thinking, and I put 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> it had to be Jules Verne. I, don't, I know it's not. Henry? Stumper. All right, Stumper gets it. Will and Henry get the point. That is Candide. By Voltaire. Oh, can, oh Voltaire, Voltaire. Oh. I knew it was by Voltaire because <laughs> uh, I, I recognized that quote and then also the year, but I, I could not think of a single uh, Voltaire novel. Uh, yeah, so, I was like 18th century, there's Voltaire, and I don't know any of his books, so I'm out. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I was fixated on Jules Verne. It's just like French novel with like. I started with Jules mystery. Verne. I'm like, wait, that's like a hundred years yeah. off. I'm stopping mm -hmm. this. <laughs> I know. And then I was like, yeah. So, but I did put twenty thousand leagues. <laughs> it's a great book. I recommend it. After the first half, Will has nine points. Ben has seven points. Henry has six points. The email address for the show is myoquizness at gmail .com, and the Twitter handle is at myoquizness. So if you want to be a contestant or if you have ideas for questions or categories that I should ask about, send me an email or a DM at myoquizness at gmail.com or on Twitter at myoquizness.
Question 11. The following are lyrics from what 1969 song that peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100? I just need the title, not the artist. But now I look at the night and it don't seem so lonely. We fill it up with only two. And when I hurt, hurtin' runs off my shoulders. Can you repeat that whole thing, Morgan, please? The following are lyrics from what 1969 song that peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100? But now I look at the night and it don't seem so lonely. We fill it up with only two. And when I hurt, hurtin' runs off my shoulders. Question 12. In a 1972 commercial, Memorex capitalized on Ella Fitzgerald's singing ability by placing what object in front of a speaker playing a recording of Fitzgerald's voice? Can you repeat that? In a 1972 commercial, Memorex capitalized on Ella Fitzgerald's singing ability by placing what object in front of a speaker playing a recording of Fitzgerald's voice? Question 13. Between 1987 and 1991, Pee-wee's Playhouse and Sesame Street aired three clay animated shorts produced by Craig Bartlett, starring what fictional character? In 1996, the character got his own 2D animated TV show, which took place in a tenement in Hillwood. Question 14. What initials are shared by a documentarian and a rapper who both live on Torch Lake in Michigan? The documentarian has won an Academy Award and the rapper has released two diamond certified albums. So I'm just looking for the initials. Question 15. What English word comes from the Urdu for soil colored? The English word is a color which is most often used to describe pants. So let's go over the questions for the third quarter. Question 11. The following are lyrics from what 1969 song that peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100? I just need the title, not the artist. But now I look at the night and it don't seem so lonely. We fill it up with only two. And when I hurt, hurtin' runs off my shoulders. Ben. All right. The only thing I could think of was Because the Night by Patti Smith. Henry. Beat of a different drum. Will. Leave is a Red Sox fan. That is Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Oh, well, is it? It is Sweet Caroline. You got to get to the chorus and then I'll get the like, answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, like most people, I only know the lyrics of the chorus <laughs> and the yes. bridge leading into the chorus. <laughs> I haven't been to enough Red Sox games. Evidently, yeah. Question 12. In a 1972 commercial, Memorex capitalized on Ella Fitzgerald's singing ability by placing what object in front of a speaker playing a recording of Fitzgerald's voice? Henry? A wine glass. Will? I also went with wine glass. Ben? I also said wine glass as well. Wine glass is correct. Yep. She shattered a glass through a recording. Question 13. Between 1987 and 1991, Pee-wee's Playhouse and Sesame Street aired three clay animated shorts produced by Craig Bartlett, starring what fictional character? In 1996, the character got his own 2D animated TV show, which took place in a tenement in Hillwood. Will? I have no idea. Stumper. Ben. Uh, Arnold. Henry. Arnold. Arnold is correct. Hey, hey Arnold. Hey, Arnold. I'm so no worried idea. that was He's... wrong. He started as like a claymation character. I had no idea. Yep. 
he was he was on Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, that show was the best. That that was like the deepest cartoon in existence. Like, oh, I it, loved it. it. He, yeah. he was such an old oh, man. He was such an old soul. Mm-hmm. I'm so relieved. A, and you, when I when I put that down, I thought I would maybe made up remembering <laughs> a, a claymation version of it. I just remember seeing Craig Bartlett's name on all the credits, and I was like, <laughs> right. Arnold. Man, I was like certain that must be a show I've never heard. It's like Arnold, I've watched so much of. How did I not know his legacy? Question 14. What initials are shared by a documentarian and a rapper who both live on Torch Lake in Michigan? The documentarian has won an Academy Award and the rapper has released two Diamond certified albums. Ben? Eminem. M-A-N-M. Henry? M-M. Will? That's correct, M.M. M.M. is correct. Marshall Mathers and Michael Moore. It's very famous, famous Michigan people. Famous yes. Michigan, Michigans. Michiganders. Michiganians. Michiganders. Michiganders. And Kid Rock. But, but Kid Rock doesn't have those initials. So. Yes. Kid Rock also lives on that lake. So actually, I learned this from oh, really? the, the Triviality podcast. They asked the question the other way. It was... Um, just uh, those three people live on Torch Lake in what state? And so I, I decided to oh, yeah. flip that and see if people could, uh, could guess two Michiganders who have the same initials. Question 15. What English word comes from the Urdu for soil colored? The English word is a color which is most often used to describe pants. Henry. Khaki. Will. Khaki. Ben. Uh, khaki. Khaki pants. Khaki is correct. Everyone gets the point. This question was brought to you by pants. You're going to have to start wearing them again soon. So at the end of the third quarter, Will has 12 points. Ben has 11 points. Henry has 10 points. It's a close game. So nail nail biter. Close game. This is a tight one. All right. Everything comes down to the uh, last few questions. Question 16. Which U.S. state takes its name from the Latin word for forest and the last name of the state's founder, William? Question 17. Lignite, bituminous, and anthracite are three types of what sedimentary rock? Can you repeat those words, please? Lignite, bituminous, and anthracite are three types of what sedimentary rock? Question 18. Woodrow Wilson's first Secretary of State was what former representative from Nebraska who ran unsuccessfully for president a few times? In general, if you don't know the answer to a U.S. history question between 1891 and 1925, this man is a pretty safe guess. Can you repeat that, please, Morgan? Woodrow Wilson's first Secretary of State was what former representative from Nebraska who ran unsuccessfully for president a few times. In general, if you don't know the answer to a U.S. history question between 1891 and 1925, this man is a pretty safe guess. Question 19. If you plant a coriander seed, you will grow what polarizing herb that is often an ingredient in guacamole? Don't say coriander, even though the British call it that. I'm looking for the American name. Question 20. On September 8th, 1522, despite being of sound mind and keeping good records, why did Juan Sebastian Elcano think that the date was September 7th? 
Can you repeat that? It glitched out at the date at the beginning. So, On September 8th, 1522, despite being of sound mind and keeping good records, why did Juan Sebastián Elcano think that the date was September 7th? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go over the answers for the final quarter. Question 16. Which U.S. state takes its name from the Latin word for forest and the last name of the state's founder, William? Will. Pennsylvania. Ben. Pennsylvania. Henry. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is correct. Everybody gets the point. Question 17. Lignite, bituminous, and anthracite are three types of what sedimentary rock? Ben. I guessed granite. Henry. Coal. Will. Sir, coal. Coal is correct. Uh, Will and Henry get the point. Yes. Oh, there was a movie called Am- Ammonite recently. Maybe I'm wrong. An ammonite is a fossil of an old shell. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Oh, wow. I think I'm all mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you could find ammonites in the coal scene, probably. Probably. Yeah. There, there is, and a movie did come out called Ammonite recently. I know that. <laughs> uh, you ever play Pokemon? <laughs> that's what the, uh, the fossil <laughs> right. of... Um, oh, you're name? right. <sighs> He's an ammonite fossil. Yeah, I'm it's like his name. I, play, I love Pokemon. Yeah. Not Kabuto, but the other Kabutops. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the other one. Omanite. Aerodactyl. Omanite. No. Omen. Oh. Omanite. Omanite. Oh, that's why he's very close. That's why I can think of it. It's too okay. close. Wait, that's not the first generation, is it? Yeah, that's first generation. Omanite. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's one fifty. That's original one. Oh wow. I oh, you must that. have always chosen the dome fossil then and gotten Kabuto. If you know <laughs> that the spiral fossil yields omanite. Oh, okay. I did not. I thought Omen. I. Wow. I thought I remembered all the fir- all the original Pokemon. Um, question 18. Please edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave that in. This, Absolutely that's not. Yeah. This, this is gold. Uh, question 18. Woodrow Wilson's first secretary of state was what former representative from Nebraska who ran unsuccessfully for president a few times? In general, if you don't know the answer to a U.S. history question between 1891 and 1925, this man is a pretty safe guess. Henry. Uh, Humphrey? Will. William Jennings Bryan. Ben. Yeah, W.J. Bryan. William Jennings Bryan is correct. Will and Ben get the point. He did a lot of stuff those those couple decades. Yep. He gave the Cross of Gold speech, and he prosecuted the Scopes Monkey Trial. Question 19. If you plant a coriander seed, you will grow what polarizing herb that is often an ingredient in guacamole? Don't say coriander, even though the British call it that. I'm looking for the American name. Will? Cilantro. Ben? I, I've i blanked and I, just, I put avocado. I know that's in guacamole, but it's not an herb. I know that. So. Henry? Cilantro. Cilantro is correct. Question 20. On September 8th, 1522, despite being of sound mind and keeping good records, why did Juan Sebastián Elcano think that the date was September 7th? Ben. All right. Uh, he sounds like a Spanish explorer in the age of exploration. And I put something like he crossed the international dateline, something like that. And like it was the wrong day because he crossed the dateline when he was traveling through the Pacific. So that's my long-winded answer. Something, right. something along those lines. Okay. Henry? Uh, 
My slightly more specific answer is he crossed the international <laughs> date line heading west. Okay. And Will? Oh, I went with something from the change the Julian to Gregorian calendar, but I really like the sound of the date line. <laughs> All right. Yes, the international date line is correct. Okay. Ben and Henry get the point. Okay, cool. <laughs> he was the, uh, the captain of um, the first voyage that circumnavigated the globe after his predecessor, Magellan, died. Okay. He was not. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the calendar thing too, but I thought I remembered. No, that's yeah. great. That's a really cool one. I like that. Yeah, they, they didn't know about the international dateline back then, so they just kept setting the clock earlier and earlier, and then they set it back <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> that's really funny. I love it. I almost put the changing of the calendar. That was like the first thing I wrote down instinctively. But then I was yeah, like, oh, I wrote that down immediately when you said a date, and I was like, "Wait, that sounds like a Spanishy name. There must be something there." And I just couldn't think of that. Yep, yep. That's what the Spaniards were doing in the 1520s, sailing everywhere and colonizing and imperialism. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was like yep. right right after they started colonizing Peru, and then just before the Philippines, but just before they connected those two colonies with the trader. Yeah, and yeah, speaking about them colonizing things in Southeast Asia, I'm mentioning Elcano and Magellan. I should also mention Enrique of Malacca was actually the first person to circumnavigate the globe because he was born in Sumatra. Mm -hmm. And on the way back around, they passed Sumatra before they got to Spain. Ah, oh, okay. That's funny. And he's the one who the Straits are named after, or was he named after the Straits? Uh, I think... He was named after the, he, uh, so he's from an island called Malacca ah, that's off the go. coast of okay. Sumatra. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's Trace named after that, that island. That makes more sense. Whenever that was named, I don't think they were naming things after people who had been enslaved. Oh yeah. That's true. He wouldn't be like a conquistador. He was in yeah. the would he? Yeah. yeah. All right. The final score. Will has 16 points. Ben and Henry each have 14 points. Ooh. Wow! Congratulations, close Will. Game. Close goodness. game, indeed. Well done, Will. Nice. I have to yeah, give uh, some credit to uh, Emily and I. Used to be roommates, but our third roommate was this guy named Jeremy, who sucks. Morgan knows him. He's one of my best friends. <laughs> but we got in a huge <laughs> argument once about cilantro versus coriander that I still oh. remember to this day. <laughs> where he didn't believe like Indian food had coriander in it, and he's like, "This food sucks." I'm like, "Well, yeah, you don't like cilantro," and he's like, "No, coriander's these like little seeds." I'm like. No, in Indian food, the leaves are called coriander and the seeds in India and Britain. But in America, we use different words for the two parts. And he just refused to believe me. And I was so mad at him that I will is, never forget that. Is, is, is Jeremy watching? The, is Jeremy a listener of the Mind Your Jeremy's own? one of I the question so. reviewers, I think. Sometimes. Yes, he is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he has reviewed some of the questions for the podcast. It's a slightly different flavor, but the seeds and the leaves, like I would imagine that if you couldn't handle, didn't like one, you wouldn't like the other. They do have a similar taste. I, mean, I will say we I, were both pretty I, drunk when the <laughs> There's like a specific genetic condition where a certain chemical in cilantro tastes like soap to some people. No, it's, it's actually not. It's everyone tastes that, but most people also taste other flavors that oh. when combined oh. don't taste okay. like soap, but some people don't taste that other significant flavor. And so they only taste the soapy flavor. Why that wasn't makes, that your fun fact? That makes so much oh, sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun fact. This was always because I always thought cilantro <laughs> had like a vague hint of soap, and I thought like yeah. maybe I have that gene, and I just like the taste of soap. 
But, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it I enjoy so it. much you more. Yeah, it's a bad thing. It's not. Yeah, because it's not. Sometimes there's other things that people can be super tasters for, but it's actually not that. For cilantro, it, it's it's a similar effect, but it's actually two flavors that work in concert, and you can't taste one of them, so you just taste the like kind of strong, okay. weird flavor. Ow, and do you taste the no bugs in chocolate too? <laughs> Mind Your Own Quizness is produced by me, Morgan Burns. Our theme music is Nothing Changes by Ian Clark, distributed by clipdad.com.